This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Five o'clock. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 27th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun clouds today. Could see an afternoon thunderstorm. Going to be awfully hot. High 95 tonight. Overnight, partly cloudy, low 77. And then Friday, much of the same. Sunshine, high 94. Uh, This heat wave that we're beginning today will last through Saturday. And then Sunday, it will feel sort of downright cold because it'll only be a high of 79. So we just have to get through Saturday. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 74, partly cloudy in Glen Cove uh, out on Long Island. 68, partly cloudy down in Clinton, New Jersey. And it is 74 and clear here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. My youngest one yesterday when I got home said, hey, can you take me to American Dream? Have you been to American Dream? American Dream is this mall that has been out in East Rutherford, that's sort of like the Mall of America. It's fashioned after that. It's a huge mall uh, right there. And uh, I was amazed. First of all, there is everything you can possibly think of inside this mall. I mean, a million stores, as you might guess. Wide hallways. I mean, it's nice. It's new. Uh, there's a ski slope, an indoor ski slope. There's an indoor water park, uh, an ice skating rink, a full-on amusement park. So, Really, everything you can think of. But what I was kind of amazed at was uh, he wanted to, I don't know what he wanted to buy, but he was there shopping for something. And so I went off on my own. And the thing that sort of struck me is this thing is, it's just monstrous. It's a huge mall. It just goes on forever and ever. There's a one section of the mall that's kind of like the wealthy section, they call it, where it's the very high-end stores. And then you have your typical mall stores and then some interesting stuff along the way. I mean, they definitely did a nice job with it. But what I was amazed at yesterday as I walked through this monstrous thing was there was nobody there. I was like, where is everybody? Now, granted, it was a Wednesday afternoon at maybe it was 3.30 or 4 o'clock. So, you know, people are working, but it's summertime. And, uh, you know, it was hot out, so it's a nice escape to get into the air conditioning of this mall and walk around. But I was like, how is this place staying open? Now, maybe it's the same model as some other malls where... It's all about the weekends and evenings, and these stores get packed. But store after store that I walked into just to kill time, I hate going to the mall, by the way. But, you know, as I walked around killing time, I walked into store after store just to see what was going on. You know, like I like to look at sneakers and that kind of thing. I could not believe there was just nobody there. So then I walked over to where the water park was. Now, that they were doing good business there. There was a lot of people there. The amusement park, not so much. The ice skating rink, not so much. And the rest of the mall, I, I'm just trying to just figure out mathematically how these stores 
are staying in business. And, of course, that's the case in a lot of malls across the country. They have shut over the last decade is they didn't figure that out. Uh, but here it is. It's essentially they're just, you know, tourist attraction for people who are coming from out of town. It looked like there was a lot of tourists there. But generally, overall, it was empty. So I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing. But it seems to me if it like that most days, I don't know how they're making money. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. The crane crash investigation well underway. Our first heat wave of the summer. It's here. Congress talks all things UFO. The Hureman House in Massapequa Park has become a tourist destination. And a man in Bayonne has a story to tell of getting his dog back. All right, let's get into it. 504, here comes the first real heat wave of the summer. Tri-state going to be enveloped by dangerously high temperatures through at least Saturday. It's going to feel in the 90s. Well, it'll be in the 90s today, but it'll feel like it's over 100 uh, not great news for people who are running summer camps. 10 o'clock was good. So, you know, before we get this heat wave, uh, we got it in. We did about a half an hour, uh, a lot of water, a lot of breaks. Yeah, summer camps doing lots of water, lots of breaks, trying to get kids in the shade. National Weather Service extending this heat advisory much of the tri-state through at least 9 p.m. Friday. Uh, people with uh, pets already up early this morning walking them. It's enough to keep them uh, active for about an hour, two hours at the most. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to the shade. Yeah, that guy talking about bringing a jug of water for his dog as he's out walking him this morning. Uh, this is the deal. Over the next couple of days, everybody's going to extend their hours. Westchester, the county pools, the beach is going to be stay open at least one hour longer so people get a little relief. Uh, Same goes for Connecticut. Both those places, by the way, opening up cooling centers. Here in the city, Mayor Adams announcing New York City pools uh, would stay open uh, later. 500 cooling centers will be open today for people who may not have AC or just need a break midday. That could be like a firehouse. That could be a library. That could be City Hall. When I get to go out, uh, sometimes I'll just stay home. I'm asthmatic, and so too much heat is difficult, so flip on that air conditioner. I think I just stay home. I have the same type of asthma issues, so I, I basically stay home. And if I'm out somewhere, I either look for places cool, but now that I know of the centers, I might visit one of them. Yeah, so, of course, if uh, this is a tough time, if you have a tough time breathing when the air is so thick, it's tough just for anybody. You're walking around after a while, you get a little overheated. So if you want to find the nearest location, if you don't have AC, you just got to call 311 and they'll point you in the direction of one of these sitting cooling centers. In the past, when we've had these heat waves in the city, those cooling centers can get kind of crowded, but they stay nice and cold. So that's a good thing. Uh, we found some kids who were at the pool yesterday. Uh, they were told, yeah, starting today, the hours will be extended. And you can imagine kids love being in the pool. Happy about that. Um, I went out earlier. It was unbearable. I'm just so glad I was able to get into the pool very quickly and um, cool off. When you're in the pool, you're going to be cool, but you're still going to be in the hottest. So you're not going to be that cold. Yes. Okay. First heat wave of the summer. We really can't complain if you look across the country. Phoenix, uh, 26 days in a row of 110 temps. For us, this will last through Saturday. The high on Sunday will only be 79. So just hold on a couple of days of this. Hang in the AC if you got air breathing problems. Uh, and again, if you don't have AC, 
give a howler or call over, text 311, and they'll point you in the direction of a cool place to hang out over the next three days. WABC News Time 509, a crazy moment yesterday, huh? About 7.30, we started to get reports about this crane that had partially collapsed on the west side, 10th Avenue and West 41st Street. The amazing part of the story is that nobody was killed. No doubt you've seen the video of that crane falling off from stories and stories above the sky, hitting an apartment building across the way, and then falling to the ground below. Now, initially, uh, there was four or five people we were told are injured. The latest number we have is 11, but um, they're telling us all of these injuries are relatively minor. So uh, workers had been pouring concrete yesterday for what will eventually be a 54-story high-rise apartment building, 10th Avenue and West 41st Street, when they realized something was wrong in the cab of this tower crane. Out of nowhere, I I felt the ground, the ceiling, all the walls shaking. like It felt like an earthquake. Should we get out? Is it going to keep falling off? Let's go! Once we started running down the building, we just heard a big boom. Everyone's like, get out of the building, get out of the building. I looked at my partner, I said, both of us, we knew we got to get out of here, man. It was something out of a movie, you see. Some, something out of a movie. Yeah, that's the... It was something else. Sure is. The uh, panic of the construction workers who were at the scene. The crane was carrying 16 tons of concrete as the fire burned. Did it weakened the cable holding up the concrete until the cable gave way? And that's where you saw that crane swing, smash through the building across the street. Again, more from those construction workers who were right there when it happened. And uh, the cable started burning out. That's when the crane operator realized there was an issue, came out of the cabin and tried to extinguish the situation. But once it lit up uh, to a point where he couldn't, he needed to exit. Yeah, so the man who, there was somebody in that cab trying to figure it out, trying to put out the fire. He wasn't able to do it. So now you have 200 police officers, firefighters race to the scene to get everybody out of the way and not knowing this crane's going to fall down. I was like, thank God everybody's all right. But as I'm in the building, I could have swore it was my last day. Yeah, uh, there were more from those construction workers there. So the chaos, uh, making for a memorable visit for some tourists who are staying in hotels right there at the scene who were told to leave. Here's Rosalie and Melissa, who were woken up by the boom of that crane hitting the street below. When we heard the boom first, uh, she thought it was a thunderstorm because of yesterday. I thought it was maybe a fire somewhere near, but not that near. The sisters say they could see the reflection of the crane in their hotel window. They grabbed whatever they could, were told to evacuate. They ran down 26 flights of stairs. It was alarming. They're like looking at the sky, there's something on fire. Panic, like (laughs) what's happening? Is it gonna hit us? Uh, do we have to evacuate? Do we have to stay in place? And then the hotel came through. Yeah. Really reminiscent of what we saw uh, during the 9-11 attacks in terms of the way people were racing away from the scene because they just didn't know what was going on. Uh, the reactions different from everybody uh, in hotels. They were announcing over the speaker for people to get out uh, in buildings uh, just right in that immediate area. Same thing. We woke up to a boom. Then the PA system of the hotel uh, sheltered us in place and 20 minutes after after they told us to get out. Like a message came through the speaker in the room. First it just said that there was a fire on the crane. Another one came through saying, attention, everyone has to evacuate the building. 
not the call you want to get when you're on uh, vacation. Didn't see anything. Could smell a bit of smoke, but that was about as much as we got, to be honest. The firemen were telling us, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So it was all about safety. So as long as New York's finest and bravest are doing what they're supposed to, everything is good. Yeah, and back to uh, Rosalie and Melissa. They actually... I mean, I don't blame them. But when they raced out of the hotel, they thought, well, maybe this hotel might collapse. We don't know what's going on. So they grabbed all their belongings. So now they're out on the street, can't get back into the hotel, and they have all their suitcases. Couldn't see the crane, but we could see the reflection of it. And they told us to just stay away from the window. So we just went close to just gather our, our things that were near the window. But we didn't see the crane until we went downstairs and... So now the investigation into what took place here uh, underway. New York City Buildings Commissioner James Otto says cranes are usually rented out to general contractors who then hire licensed crane operators to run them. We're looking at all of uh, their histories to see um, what those stories are. Yeah, by the way, not the first incident for this company that owns the crane that collapsed yesterday. They also own the crane that collapsed on the Upper East Side. Remember that back in 2008 that killed two workers. 514, let's go down to D.C. The White House not saying much after Hunter Biden's plea deal involving tax and gun charges hit a snag yesterday. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre asked several times about this case during a press conference involving, or during, I should say, a press conference for reporters and the press secretary involving the president's son, but said the president and the first lady love their son, support him as he continues to rebuild his life. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. Yeah, over and over again, Hunter expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay income taxes as part of this deal that was announced last month with the DOJ. But the judge said she was not ready to accept the deal. She asked both sides to file additional briefs explaining the plea deal's legal structuring. And so that's what we saw yesterday. Where it goes now? Well, it's anybody's guess. The hearing ended, though, with Hunter Biden pleading not guilty. All right, 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Good morning. Happy Friday Eve, Justin Ellis. Happy Friday Eve, Noam Layden. Start here in the Bronx. It was the Yankees getting their vengeance last night, beating the Mets 3-1 to in the finale of the Subway Series uh, two-game set. And the final meeting between the two teams this season, Carlos Rodon had a big bounce-back performance on the mound in pinstripes, allowing just five hits, over five and two-thirds strong innings of work. A far cry from the reception he received Walking off the mound of his last start, uh, the big left-hander was serenaded by Yankees fans last night with a standing ovation. Here's what he had to say post-game about that moment and ultimately the win. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. It was nice to uh, hear the fans happy with the performance. Um, just glad I got something to build off of. And, you know, the defense today, they had some hard balls hit and they made some plays for me. And, you know, had some offense early and scored some runs and the bullpen shut down the union. Harrison Bader stood out on offense for the Yanks with his three hits and two runs scored, while it was uh, Brendan Nimmo sacrificed fly in the third that pushed across the lone Mets tally of the night. The Yankees take the win into an off day today, and the Mets will head back to Queens and try and rebound from the loss in the first of four against the visiting Washington Nationals tonight. First pitch is scheduled for 7-10 p.m. with Kodai Senga set to take the hill against Washington's Josiah Gray. Sticking with baseball here as the trade deadline approaches just days away now. The L.A. Angels have pulled Shohei Otani off the market, sources told ESPN's Buster only yesterday. Subsequently, the Angels actually signaled they were buyers yesterday, four games back in the American League wildcard, acquiring right-hander Lucas Giolito and right-handed reliever Reynaldo Lopez from the Chicago White Sox in a trade. And now over to the world of football, where more good news came down the pike. 
for Jets fans in the form of a reworked contract for a shiny new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. In signing the reworked deal, Rodgers voluntarily reduced his salary by about $35 million over the next two seasons. Wait, so how much? $35 million. Wow, he's a generous guy. Yeah, he really is. He's, uh, I guess he's feeling really happy with his new, um, his new digs. Over hmm. here in uh, in New York. So yeah, over the next two seasons, the Jets will be saving a lot of money. The 39 year old QB signal a two year 70 or signed, I should say, a two year 75 million dollar contract that is fully guaranteed. He was due to make close to one t- uh, 110 million in guarantees on his previous contract. This is a uh, like you said, no, an uncommonly large pay cut, and it'll uh, clear up a lot of space financially for Gang Green over the next two years. Finally, from New Zealand, it was Team USA yielding a one-to-one draw against Team Netherlands last night in the FIFA Women's World Cup. And with one win and one draw now in the group stage, the U.S. is tied with the Netherlands atop Group E with four registered points thus far. Girls don't play again until this upcoming Tuesday. So much time in between these damn games. Uh, when they're set to kick next it off. Next Tuesday, yeah, really? August 1st there is their next game against Portugal. So I guess that's why this thing takes so damn long. Yeah, jeez, God. <laughs> but uh, that's your sports, no? On 77 WABC, I'm Justin Alex. WABC News Time 519. The Fed, the Federal Reserve, going to raise interest rates again. We took another step by raising our policy interest rate a quarter percentage point. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell there announcing that quarter percentage point increase yesterday, saying the central bank committed to bringing inflation down to its 2% goal. We understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we remain strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Yeah, so officials have pushed rates to their highest level since, what's, 2001, while leaving the door open for future rate increases, so it may not end here. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, Powell, that inflation has moderated somewhat, but as people go into the grocery store, they may not think that. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. Yeah, he keeps saying that. 520, uh, down in D.C. yesterday, a former U.S. intelligence official telling uh, that the U.S. government or saying that the U.S. government is in possession of UFOs. They had this big congressional hearing on ufos yesterday it was awfully interesting to watch i caught a little bit of it i was informed of a multi-decade uap crash retrieval and reverse engineering program to which i was denied access to those additional read-ons when i uh, requested it that's david grush uh, testifying before this house subcommittee said he knows that's the case based on dozens of classified interviews within the intelligence community grush says that he faced brutal retaliation for coming forward with this information on UFOs. Then you had two former Navy pilots sharing their firsthand encounters with UFOs, claiming the technology they witnessed was far beyond the capabilities of the U.S. military. Well, I've suffered retaliation for my decision, uh, but I am hopeful that my actions will ultimately lead uh, to a positive outcome of uh, increased transparency. Yeah, Grush was the uh, big uh, person of the moment there in D.C. yesterday. He was asked if he believes the government is in possession of UFOs. Mr. Grush, finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, Absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. So the White House, of course, asked about this hearing yesterday. White House says it does not have any answers about UFOs. They don't know of any secret program. There's a whole office at the Pentagon that has stood up to analyze the data, collect reports, collate those reports, and forward them up appropriately. National Security Spokesman John Kirby there says, uh, would not speak specifically to the claims, but he says the administration takes reports of sightings seriously as it's a national security issue. We obviously take the issue of 
uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon seriously. I think I just said that. Two former Navy pilots, though, they were the ones who say they witnessed uh, something weird in the sky. Kirby says uh, he's heard of these stories. In some cases, uh, these phenomena have impacted military training, have then impacted military readiness. We don't have hard and fast answers on these things. We are trying to get smarter on it. Yeah. So uh, the thought, you know, uh, Grush saying that maybe secrets are being held, Kirby pushing back and saying, uh, no, we're telling you what we know. The one thing I can say as being a journalist for 23 years now is that I found that nobody can keep a secret. Nobody. Um, So, I mean, if there are secrets here. They're better than most people because I found that most people love to tell you something they know. They have a really hard time keeping a secret. And you would think that would be the case if they knew they had alien bodies or UFOs hidden somewhere that eventually they'd probably tell us they were there. 523, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he's okay after being escorted away from a Republican leadership news conference yesterday. The Kentucky senator appeared to freeze up after he had to stop talking during this news conference. It's been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of Yeah, just got a little strange there. Some of his colleagues then asked McConnell if he was okay before Senator John Barrasso held him by the arm, walked him away from the podium. McConnell then later walked back to the news conference by himself to let people know that he was okay, just a little lightheaded. Okay, anything else you want to say? Or should we just go back to the Do you want to say anything else to the press? Yeah, it was a frightening moment to watch, but he says he's okay, so that's good news. 524, uh, congressional Republicans blasting the head of Homeland Security for suggesting that his agency has operational control of the southern border. I believe you want the American people to believe we have operational control of the border when we very clearly do not. That's Texas Chip Roy who says that 200 people a day are dying from fentanyl poisoning. The uh, deadly opioid has been caught in record numbers at the ports of entry. He's one of a number of House Republicans who want to impeach Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It is a perpetual pattern. And the fact is, there are real people that are impacted by that. Last week, the Republicans released a 112-page report that accuses Mayorkas of being derelict in his duty to secure the southern border, which is pretty porous. The thousands of Americans that continue to die, 90,000 since you came into this committee and lied to us saying we have operational control. Yeah, he says uh, they don't have operational control. Meanwhile, the head of the Health and Human Services Agency defending his agency's handling of illegal immigrant children who've been caught crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. We go through a thorough vetting process for each and every sponsor. And one of the tools that we use is DNA testing. Secretary Xavier Bucera grilled in a hearing yesterday in D.C. that looked at a surge of unaccompanied children crossing the border. We have a category of children who've been in our care for quite some time. It's because we're not willing to let them go until we can verify that they will be with a trusted sponsor. So this is shaping up, by the way, to be the third straight year where more than 120,000 children have been placed with a sponsor once crossing the border. HHS's custodial responsibility for unaccompanied children legally ends 
once we place them in the custody of a vetted sponsor. And while we're in D.C., what's one more hearing? Uh, this is sort of interesting. Georgia's Senator Raphael Warnock uh, holding a hearing by uh, as part of the U.S. Banking Subcommittee on junk fees, which all of us seem to pay. Warnock says, while many fees help fund critical services and products, he says many of these fees are just way too high. And some fees exist solely so that large corporations can pad their bottom lines on the backs of hardworking families. So the hearing was examining the exploitive fee practices of financial services like banks, affecting a bank deposits, accounts, student loan fees, rental housing market, a small dollar lending. And these junk fees are keeping hardworking Americans out of our financial system, particularly those who are already living on the edge of the economy. Yeah, so they want to pass some sort of legislation to at least monitor and watch and maybe stop some of those excessive junk fees. We have a lot more to get to as we work our way up 6 o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning, we'll go back out to Suffolk County. Rex Hewerman, the case being built there against him, and hear from some of the jailers who are talking about what Rex Hewerman is doing during his day. It's kind of interesting. His house, meanwhile, they wanted to make sure it did be not uh, did not become a tourist attraction. Apparently, it has. We'll tell you what officers were doing yesterday to stop that, stop people in their tracks. And there's uh, two lawmakers here in New York who say they're tired of smelling weed on the streets of New York. And they have a plan to stop that in the same way they stop people from drinking on the streets. We'll get into that and more. There's a lot more to get to. But first, this at 530. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noam Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noam on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 27th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun clouds today could see an afternoon thunderstorm, uh, thunderstorm rather, but the story of the day will be the heat and humidity, high 95. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy, low 77. And then Friday, sunshine, high 94. This mini heat wave will last just through Saturday. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 74, partly cloudy in Glen Cove, out on Long Island. 68, partly cloudy down in Clinton, New Jersey. And it is 74 and clear here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour. Amazing, actually. This is the first time in 14 days that I've gone 33 minutes without saying Rex Ewerman's name. But here we are, 33 minutes in. Rex Ewerman, he's, of course, the Gilgo Beach murder suspect. We're hearing more about him today. The Suffolk County Sheriff talking about uh, how Ewerman spends his time uh, behind bars. Getting He gets records. Recreation time alone. He's able to make phone calls. He receives mail. I wonder who's mailing him. The sheriff also says uh, more women who are sex workers have come forward in the last couple of days to say they too had interactions with fewer men. So my staff is really going to vet uh, these additional females to see if they actually did come in contact 
with him and then see what that contact was and see if that can lead us in any other possible direction. All right. Somehow you've not been following this story. You were charged with killing three women, prime suspect in a fourth murder case as well. Investigators wrapped up a 12-day search of his Massapequa Park home on Tuesday, but it continues to be a creepy and kind of weird tourist attraction. In Nassau County Police yesterday, they could be seen ticketing people who slowed down outside Rex Yorman's home. Uh, News 12 uh, observed about a half a dozen drivers getting tickets. Here's one of the guys who got a ticket. I just drove down the block and then I turned right on the corner. I never stopped in front of the house. And I saw the cops over there. I stopped fully at the stop sign and turned and just flashed me over saying, you are um, using your cell phone. Yeah, so uh, he claims he did not slow down, but there were plenty of people who did. Uh, He says he was busted for being on his phone. Uh, I guess uh, he was using Waze or something like that. And I had the GPS on for while I was driving around the island, just like this. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah, and watched on yesterday, 40 new signs surrounding Heuerman's home are up today that say no stopping, no standing at any time. And yesterday, we don't know how long this is going to last, but yesterday they had uh, at least three cop cars uh, on that street watching to make sure that people weren't pulling over to take pictures or walk around the neighborhood. Not clear how long that's going to last, but yesterday they were enforcing it, handing out tickets. 535, let's bring it back here into the city, the MTA's contactless fare payment system. Apparently really popular. Yesterday, the MTA announced that customers have tapped into the transit system more than one billion times using the OmniFare payment method. Nearly half of all subway riders now use Omni. And that's two million customers every weekday. Two million. The billionth rider got gifts at the Jackson Heights subway station yesterday morning to celebrate. So this person went through and they were like, you're the winner. That's an amazing sign of how widely this is being used by our tourists. MTA's uh, Jano Lieber says Omni has processed cards from uh, 195 countries that issue banks. Shows you how many tourists are still coming to the big city. That's an amazing sign of how widely this is being used by our tourists. Yeah, so uh, big numbers from the MTA with this Omni system, which seems to be awfully popular. 536, uh, recreational weed, of course, is legal in New York, but two state lawmakers introducing legislation to make it illegal to use any cannabis products out in public. Sort of the same ideas. You can't walk around with a bottle of beer or drinking in the street. They want to do that with marijuana as well. And you have a lot of New Yorkers who say, you know, I'm, I'm tired of smelling weed no matter where I go. Everything, every day, everywhere. The city smells like a big bowl of pie because everybody went crazy. It's, I've seen kids, kids, 13 and 14 smoking weed now. Yeah, I see that too. Republican Assemblyman Michael Novikov, who represents Brooklyn, is pushing this idea that you shouldn't be able to light up uh, out on the streets uh, or use one of those vape pens. Whatever it is, people don't, he says, want to smell it. It's like a number, number two complaint to our office uh, after, you know, the trash. Not clear his bill would get passed, but he says if it does, he would impose a $125 fine for people who are consuming marijuana products in public. Uh, we'll see if that actually gets through. WABC News Time 539. Kevin Spacey, who lives here in the city, by the way, found not guilty yesterday in his sexual assault trial in London. Uh, reporter Ali Arosi 
with details on Spacey's reaction to being acquitted of nine charges in connection with alleged encounters with four men in London between 2001 and 2013. He looked very emotional when those not guilty charges were were read out. He started crying when he came out of the dock. Uh, He hugged his manager. He hugged his legal team. He thanked uh, the court staff. And he still looked uh, very emotional while he was doing that. Trial lasted four weeks. It featured testimony from high-profile witnesses, including Elton John. Elton John was one of the people who said he was with him on one of the nights he was accused of one of these crimes. Elton John and his husband, David Furnish, had given evidence uh, that, uh, that Kevin Spacey hadn't been at a party where one of his complainants had alleged that Kevin Spacey had groped him on, on the way to that party. Now that he's found in, of course, the big question is, can Spacey get back his acting career? 540. Bring it back to New Jersey. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy going to be heading to East Asia in the fall for an economic mission. Job creation in New Jersey, investment in New Jersey are the top two priorities. His nine-day trip in October includes visits to Japan, South Korea. We'll do some, as I mentioned, some cultural visitations as part of this as well. We'll also uh, visit government officials at the highest level. So the Garden State, I didn't know this, is home to the fourth highest percentage of Asian Americans of any state in the nation. The uh, state has around one million Asian Americans. While we're in New Jersey, a story from a Homedale mother. She's suing her neighborhood movie theater. She says she and her son, who has autism, discriminated against and kicked out of a movie theater after she took him to the women's restroom. So uh, he's 15 years old and he can't go to the men's restroom on his own because he's autistic and wouldn't just couldn't handle it on his own. So when he had to go to the bathroom, she took her 15-year-old son at the Cinemark Theater into the women's bathroom, and then they were asked to leave after they came out of the bathroom. Well, here's their lawyer. He is unable to go to the bathroom by himself. Uh, it's just not a safe situation. He can't do it. Uh, so uh, this particular theater doesn't have a family uh, restroom. There's no other option. And so my client, who's his mother... Uh, reasonably decided because he had to go to the bathroom that she would take him to the women's room. We're guessing somebody complained. We don't know that part of the story. Either someone complained or management saw what was going on. The lawyer telling News 12 that when they stepped out of the bathroom, that's when the moment happened that uh, they were told to leave the movie theater. This wasn't a a man sneaking into the women's restroom for for anything uh, or or some some, um, objectionable purpose. This was a kid trying to go to the bathroom. What they did was was absolutely unlawful. This was a person who had no other option but to use this particular facility. It's not a safe or good situation to send them into the men's room alone. New Jersey uh, does have a law against discrimination. It protects people who have disabilities using public places. Not clear what it would mean in terms of a restroom. We reached out to uh, Cinemark, which is the movie theater, uh, but a spokesman refused to comment on that lawsuit. Uh, Out to Long Island, a shooting there, shaking a family, really to its core. Bullets fired into a Medford home yesterday, hitting an eight-year-old boy who was sleeping on a couch next to his cousin. His name is Jace. Uh, here's his mom describing what took place yesterday. He was sleeping. When my daughter came to the living room, he, told, he put his hand in his body. 
Police in Suffolk County say the uh, shooter, they're still looking for him, fired into the Maldonado home in Medford. This was around dawn yesterday, right when we were coming onto the air. Jace was rushed to the hospital. Uh, he's going to be fine. Of Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison stopped by actually to visit with Jace once he was back home from the hospital. We had a, uh, what looks like at this time, a, a drive-by shooting. It looked like it was a graze wound. Uh, he had like a band-aid over it, but he was in good spirits and actually told me exactly what happened. Yeah, Iris uh, Maldonado, the mom, says about 10 shots hit her home. Police say they think this home was likely targeted uh, with a drive-by shooting. So maybe they're aiming for someone else when they hit that 8-year-old boy. Uh, so far, though, they have made no arrests. Uh, out to the campaign trail, Florida Governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis defending Florida's embattled black history standard for schools. Uh, he was on the campaign trail yesterday. You now have people like Kamala Harris trying to perpetuate a hoax saying that these African-American history scholars, many of whom were black, some of them who descended from slaves, are creating a curriculum saying it was good? Are you kidding? DeSantis says Florida's teaching all the history. He says the good, the bad, the ugly. And so that's why we fought to do things like not have gender ideology in kindergarten, where they're telling students that they were born in the wrong body or that their gender is a choice. And we stood up to the left and the media and even big companies down the road here. But DeSantis, of course, getting a lot of blowback from the left. We have in Florida shown the way on how to have a strong robust economy. Our economy is now ranked number one in the nation by U.S. News and World Report overall. DeSantis making those comments during a speech yesterday in Orlando before the American Legislative Exchange Council, uh, their annual meeting in Orlando. All right, 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Here's Justin Ellis. Thank you, Noam Alladin. It was the Yankees getting their vengeance last night in the Bronx, beating the Mets 3-1 to in the finale of the Subway Series two-game set. And the final meeting between the two teams this season, Carlos Rodon had a big bounce-back performance on the mound in pinstripes, allowing just five hits over five and two-thirds strong innings of work. A far cry from the reception he received walking off the mound of his Last start blowing a, a kiss to some disappointed Yankee fans. The big left-hander was serenaded by the fans last night with a standing ovation. Here's what he had to say post-game about that moment and ultimately the win. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. It was nice to, uh, to hear the fans happy with the performance. Um, just glad I got something to build off of. And, you know, the defense today, they <laughs> some hard balls hit and they made some plays for me. And, you know, had some offense early and scored some runs and the bullpen shut down made a good game. Harrison Bader stood out on offense for the Yanks with his three hits and two runs scored. While it was a Brandon Nimmo sacrifice fly in the third that pushed across the lone Mets tally of the night. The Yankees take the win into an off day today, and the Mets will head back to Queens and try and rebound from the loss. In the first of four against the visiting Washington Nationals tonight, first pitch is scheduled for 7.10 p.m. with Kodai Senga set to take the hill against Washington's Josiah Gray. Sticking with baseball here as the trade deadline approaches just days away now. The L.A. Angels have pulled Shohei Otani off the market, sources told ESPN's Buster only yesterday. Subsequently, the Angels actually signaled they were buyers yesterday, four games back in the AL wildcard race, acquiring right-hander Lucas Giolito and right-handed reliever Reynaldo Lopez from the Chicago White Sox in a trade. And now over to football, where more good news came down the pike for Jets fans in the form of a reworked contract for shiny new quarterback Aaron Rodgers. 
In signing the reworked deal yesterday, Rodgers voluntarily reduced his salary by about $35 million over the next two seasons, a source did reveal. The 39-year-old QB signed a two-year $75 million contract that is fully guaranteed, and he was due to make close to $110 million guarantees on his previous contract. And it's an uncommonly large pay cut, especially for a quarterback, and one that Jets fans should be fawning over as it will provide added financial flexibility for gangrene over the next two years. And finally, no. That um, shows he just wants to win yeah. and, and end his career on a high note. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll get yeah. a little cash to totally. do that. Totally. He's given yeah. the Jets an opportunity to go out and uh, and surround him with the talent he feels he needs to uh, go out and bring the Jets back to glory. No. So yes. we'll see if they can uh, get there, especially with him around at least for the next two years. Finally, I've got to give you an update quickly from Team USA. Over in New Zealand against Team Netherlands yesterday to get in the draw, the 1-1 draw, last night I should say, in the FIFA Women's World Cup. And with one win and one draw now in the group stage, the U.S. is tied with the Netherlands at top Group B with four registered points thus far. The girls don't play again until this upcoming Tuesday, August 1st, when they're set to kick it off with Team Portugal. Here with sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Alec. Catch you up on the big stories of the morning. First heat wave of the summer coming in. Only going to be about three days, but today it'll be in the 90s. It'll feel like it's 105. So uh, everybody preparing for this in Westchester, keeping the pools, the beaches open an hour later. Same goes in Connecticut. Here in the city, 500 cooling centers will open today. Uh, Lots of people say they'll be you taking it. You think that uh, this is a biggest story? I said one of the big stories. I don't know if it's the biggest story. You think it's a bigger story than uh, at least it's been told to me right. that the mayor is very upset with me. Oh, no. What's yeah. the mayor upset about? Well, I don't know. It got back to me that he had dinner with some guy last night. Right. And the guy brought me up and uh, I guess told Eric. Eric may have known some of the... Um, Critique I've had lately about the mayor, which is all fair, and according to this guy... Well, who is this guy? I mean, you well, must know him if he's telling you well, I don't know who the guy is, but according to the guy, the mayor then went nuts about me in which, an angry fashion. So the mayor had a dinner with a random guy. Right. Well, who it's then not a reported, random guy. Uh, this guy, it turns out, is a good friend of the mayor. Okay. They've been friends for many years. They do dine together often. I don't know who the guy is or what his name is. But it comes from a very, very reliable source. Huh. And so is this the reason you, the mayor has not come on this week? Uh, I know there you go. The mayor was supposed to come on he Monday. Yeah. Then he had some type of press conference. Then Tuesday, City Hall, Fabian Levy. Try to get him on today. Nothing. <laughs> yesterday I said, Fabian, what's the deal? No response. Well, yesterday was the crane, so that might have been why. You could still text me back. Right. Well, hold on. Let me just type in the lead story of the I day. I believe that, this is the lead story. That uh, Sid is no longer in favor with the mayor, well, according that's to some hearing. guy yeah. who had dinner with some him Some guy. Yesterday. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, this right. is not a road the mayor wants to go down. If there's one guy in this city, one guy you right. don't want to mess with, it's me. You. Yeah. Y- you and the guy, other I, guy that he had I've dinner with. I've got the ear of a million people this morning, <laughs> most of which don't like him to begin with. And if I go on the air and start to say some some disparaging things, it's going to be a long day for the mayor. A long day. And it's not like you can fight me back with all the great things he's done for this city. Well, okay, so that's the message to the mayor. That is the message. Maybe he's listening right at this hour. You never know. Well, it'll get back to him. This guy has dinner with the mayor. 
I'm, well, I'm kind of curious who this guy is. Yeah, the guy. You just don't want to tell us. No, well, I don't know who the guy is. Well, how do you know it's legit then? Because somebody be told me about it this morning. They couldn't wait to tell me. Wait, a third person told you about a guy that you don't know who had dinner with the mayor and said bad things. Well, it's, really, it's a fourth person, really, because... <laughs> wait, it's three people removed? Well, well, yes! Yeah, I don't know that I trust that information, three people removed. You don't trust it? No. So you don't think the mayor would do something like that? No, I mean, he might, but well, I just... Well, I texted the mayor at 5.27 a.m. this morning and said, I would hope, if you're upset with me, you'll, you'll, you'll text me directly and not tell some putz at dinner that you're angry. He has not gotten back to me yet. All right, well, you might still be sleeping. It's only 5.15. <laughs> I don't hear it. What? <laughs> I mean, he's not one to sleep in, but 553 is kind of early. That's a good good morning. <laughs> there is one person you do not want to mess with this morning. Wait, oh. can you read us the text, actually? Read us verbatim what you wrote him? Yeah, hold on. Do okay. you, do you, you're I'm curious. Yeah. I can wait. Do you have it? You're not going to read it? Oh, you have to go get your phone. Okay. For once, he doesn't have his phone in his hand. <laughs> All right, here he comes. He's, he's found his phone. He's running back into the studio. We're going to find out oh, what it exactly looks, it, it looks he detailed. Long. It looks long. I'm wearing flip-flops today, so I couldn't get in here yeah. all that quickly. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, what happened? This was 526 this morning. What happened? Thought you were coming on this week. Got back to me. You're pissed over some comments I made about you. I would hope you would tell me before some guy at dinner. I'm not the guy to mess with. Thanks. Well, okay. Well, yeah. it's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your eggs. <laughs> I like the summer. Well, you'll you'll let us know, of course, when he gets Well, of back course, here. I will update you all morning long. This, to me, is the biggest story. It, well, it is. Oh, there's heat, all right. Heat between Sid and the mayor. That's true. There's heat outside and heat between you and the mayor. <laughs> Out of his mind. <laughs> There is uh, one other story uh, that's kind of big, that crane story. We have the latest on that. Um, hearing from some of the people who raced from the scene yesterday, this crane that was way up in the sky, no doubt you saw the video of it falling, hitting an apartment building across the street. This was around 7.30 yesterday morning, 41st and uh, 10th Avenue. Here were the construction workers who were on the scene, heard the, uh, saw the fire, and were trying to decide whether they should race away from the scene. Out of nowhere, I, I felt the ground... The ceiling, all the walls shaking, like it felt like an earthquake. Should we get out? Is it gonna keep falling off? Let's go! Once we started running down the building, we just heard a big boom. Everyone's like, get out of the building, get out of the building. I looked at my partner, I said, both of us, we knew we gotta get out of here, man. It was something out of a movie, you see. Some something out of a movie. It was, it was something else. Yeah, the crane carrying 16 tons of concrete, uh, that fire burning through, weakening the cable that holds up the concrete then until that cable gave way, until the crane came tumbling down. There was somebody in the cab of that crane who got out okay, but uh, these workers again talking about how intense it was. And uh, the cable started burning out. That's when the crane operator realized there was an issue, came out of the cabin and tried to extinguish the situation. But once it lit up, uh, to a point where he couldn't, he needed to exit. Yeah, and it made for a moment for a lot of tourists in town from out of town, uh, staying at some hotels that surround where this crane was. They were given a rude awakening, some of them who are still sleeping. Here's Rosalie and Melissa say they heard the boom, and then uh, over the speaker in the building, this hotel, they were told to get the heck out. When we heard the boom first, uh, she thought it was a thunderstorm. 
because of yesterday, I thought it was maybe a fire somewhere near, but not that near. And they were told uh, some people just grabbed their stuff. Of course, they didn't know what was going on. It was alarming. They're like looking at the sky and they're like, there's something on fire. Panic. Like, <laughs> what's happening? Is it going to hit us? Uh, do we have to evacuate? Do we have to stay in place? And then the hotel Yeah, you saw the, saw the video of people just running for their lives because, again, they didn't know exactly what was going to happen next. Didn't see anything. Could smell a bit of smoke, but that was about as much as we got, to be honest. The firemen were telling us to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So it was all about safety. So as long as New York's finest and bravest are doing what they're supposed to, everything is good. Yeah, the amazing, miraculous part of this story, no two ways about it, is that nobody was killed. When you see the video, it's just hard to believe. With people on the street 7 30 in the morning uh 11 people that's the final number we're getting from the fdny but they're saying they're all minor injuries new york city buildings commissioner james otto says cranes are usually rented out to general contractors who then hire licensed craned operators to run them we're looking at all of uh, their histories to see um what those stories are yeah so a big investigation underway just to see what took place here it's not the first incident by the way for this company that owns the crane that collapsed yesterday it owned the crane that collapsed on the upper east side you'll remember that one back in 2008 that killed two workers